Relax. You're quite safe here. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. My name is Chris. Hello again, Chris. What's up? Eh, not much. Uh, I'll do the quick business and we'll get back into things. By the way, if you're tuning into this episode, go back one episode and and really get the entire experience here because we're in the middle of a countdown. Yes. But that being said... Actually, towards the beginning of a countdown. Yeah, we're, we're still at the beginning, but this is part two of eight. So I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com or you're subscribed, leaving a star rating and a review on iTunes and are missing one single episode. What number are we at? And let's do it. Uh, this is number 70. In the, in the 80 from 80 yes. countdown. Sorry, 80. I forgot to say that. <laughs> there we go. I was going to get to it. Yes. <laughs> this is number 70 out of 80. This is a song that I I like the song. It's just not really my thing. Okay. Uh, it's Kenny Loggins with I'm Alright. Alright, yes. Of course, the theme song from the 1980 smash comedy you know you know it right um i'll know it when you say it caddyshack that's right yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah i haven't seen caddyshack enough that's oh, disappointing to obviously me. you haven't yeah. i was i mean i i wasn't raised on caddyshack but yeah. i raised myself on caddyshack and nola was definitely raised on really? caddyshack by her family i've so. only seen it maybe like once or twice damn man we might have to do that tonight on a double feature <laughs> maybe. so all right hey why waste time good opener chris thank you so sure. uh Watch out for flying balls and crazy gophers, and this is—I yes. uh, I believe, unless I've already played this song on the show, this is Kenny Loggins making his Rock Strikes Ten debut. Hmm. And if I—Congratulations, Kenny! I, I might be wrong on that too, so <laughs> I, need to, I need to figure out if that's the you case. You need a database or something so you can just pull it out. I kind of do, but yeah. it's it's a little off now. But anyway, <laughs> Kenny Loggins, and I'm all right. How can you not love it? Here you go. I'm all right. Nobody but about me Why you got to give me a fight? Can't you just let it be?
right, there he is. As I like to call him, Mr. Soundtrack. Especially in the 80s, Kenny Loggins owned the 80s as far as soundtracks. I yeah. mean, Caddyshack, yes, Caddyshack 2. By the way, his his song was the only good thing about Caddyshack 2. Mm-hmm. Over the Top, Top Gun. Wow. Well, yeah, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was just, people, if they had a, if they wanted a hit song on a soundtrack, they called Kenny, and yeah. he delivered every single time. Yeah. So there you go. And those are, those are his best-selling singles, you know, non-Loggins and Messina stuff. Like, his best-selling singles are all soundtrack songs. That's right. just the way it is. Yeah. So, Kenny Loggins, the king of the 1980 soundtrack. Yeah. Moving on, Chris, we're at number... 69. 69, dude. Yes, exactly. Uh, 69 is... I think this was the first one on the list that was like really memorable for me. Right. Like We have turned the corner now. Yeah, this was... There's a, there's a few milestones throughout this list that I'll try and remember to bring them up when they appear. But um, it's just... I know this song like pretty well. And I won't necessarily turn the radio when it comes on. I'll listen to it. Okay. It is Rockin' Into the Night by 38 Special. Ah, yeah, nice. I have a little bit of a story on this. It's not yeah. the most exciting story in the world. But <laughs> right. one of the first things that I ever did dating Nola was we went out to this thing called the Wildflower Festival over in Richardson, Texas. They do it every year. It's in Dallas, basically. And they're always good to book, you know, I think a minimum of, like, five to six decent nostalgia acts because it's a weekend-long thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so one of the first things we did, she had actually graduated uh, college that night. Hmm. And to kind of celebrate, we went out to Wildflower uh, mainly for me, because Vince Neil was going to be there, right. and I was like, ah, actually not the first solo Vince Neil show I've ever seen, yeah. and I'm, I'll never forget this, because it was the night that Ronnie James Dio died, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's weird that Vince's band is playing uh, Heaven and Hell during the solo section, I did not expect yeah, to hear yeah, that, and then yeah. put two and two together when I get home, uh, but the thing is, Vince wasn't the last act that night, 38 Special closed out, hmm. so... The, the the funny thing that happened there was there's multiple stages going on during Wildflower, just like most other festivals. Right. But it's weird because it's a little more local and smaller. Yeah. But still, like, three stages going on. Yeah. So on another stage, at the same time, a 38 special is Bowling for Soup. Mm. So I'm, you know, we're early into the relationship, and I'm not, I'm still a little crude on the Bowling for Soup, but I know she really wants to see him. Right. So I was like, let's hit one 38 special song, go right over there, it's all good. So on her celebration for her graduation you still kind of made it about you a little bit no 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 just just a little bit well she knew 38 special too okay so here was the thing we were like we both know like you know two like there's two huge 38 special songs that i see either opening or closing the set Mm -hmm. you gotta start strong and end strong right right so i was like god it's gonna be hold on loosely or Rockin' Into the Night that yeah. either opens or closes. And I'm really hoping for Rockin' Into the <laughs> Night. And they opened up with Rockin' Into the Night. Yeah. And I was like, yes! And then we're out of there. you know, <laughs> Done. Cool. And we were both extremely happy about yeah. it. Caught the whole Bowling for Soup set. Right. And uh, that was actually what sold me on Bowling for Soup after that. Right. So that was, uh, we, we taught each other something that night, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, me more so. I, I learned a little bit more, uh, mm-hmm. and that was it. Was just a great night. It was awesome. So I, I equate this song with great times. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, yeah. 
Good, good corner turn right there, Chris. Yeah, I'm happy yeah. to play. I, it. I don't have any kind of story like that connected to it, other than I was driving to Houston and it came up on the disc that you made for me, and I was like, "Yeah, I like that song." Yeah, and I put it at number sixty-nine. It's pleasant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here you go, thirty-eight special, rocking into the night. WNBC. <laughs> I'm listening to a lot of uh, history of Howard Stern, so I'm just all over this. But uh, I hope you're with me on it. Rocking into the night. Rockin' into the night.
from the album of the same name. That was Rockin' Into the Night by 38 Special. A staple of 70s and 80s arena rock there, for sure. Good stuff. And and now on your local festival circuit, so Mm -hmm. go check them out. They're still doing it. All right. Number 68, Chris. 68, uh, switching gears again. uh, Going to song, I think you mentioned in the last episode, actually, uh, from Xanadu, if I'm not mistaken, uh, All Over the World by ELO. Yes. Yeah, I love this song, but I love everything ELO. And most recently, this song kind of got an extra life uh, in a different movie. It's the closing song from Paul. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During the, the kind of the victory lap uh, yeah. montage yeah. that that is nice and okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, love this song. Yeah. Perennial favorite here on Rock Strikes. It's a great song. I, I like Yellow a lot too. And just they're they're kind. They're not like one of my favorites, but I do like them a lot. Sure. And this song is kind of like kind of the same. They're like yeah, I like it. A lot. It's a it's a pretty atypical song, especially for this era of the band. But yeah, yeah. What what else can you say? Really, yeah. it's, it's yellow. It's it's pleasant once Speaks again. For it's, itself. This is going to be the pleasant episode, I guess. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The last episode, I was like, yeah, and this one's yeah, pleasant. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting. Jeff Lynn, who uh, became almost as well known as a producer after a while as he was for his own stuff. I mean, he did the Wilbury stuff. He did the Tom Petty, George Harrison, mm-hmm. like all these guys, right? And, uh, you know, lately he has been kind of quiet on the producer circuit. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, except for that other Tom Petty album, which actually I didn't like that album. But mm. I just found out literally today that he's producing the new Brian Adams. Oh, really? And I'm excited about that. I think the potential really? of those two guys, yeah. I think they might be able to hit some magic there. Right. So uh, I'm going to keep my eye out for that one. That's good. But until then, so there's a little breaking news here on Rock Strikes Ten. <laughs> the Jeff Lynn Brian Adams collaboration yeah. is, is is on its way. But until then, enjoy this. This is Yellow and All Over the World.
the second and last representation of the Xanadu soundtrack <laughs> on the 80 yeah. from 80 countdown here on Rock Strikes 10. That was Electric Light Orchestra. That's pretty good, though. Two songs from one soundtrack on this. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a big deal, and that's yeah. why I felt it. I mean, uh, two uh, almost equally successful charting singles there. It was yeah. like uh, Xanadu was top 10, and All Over the World just barely missed the top 10. Hmm. So that's why I thought it was valid to do it on there. Cool. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Well, all over the world, it's 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 a feel good song. So yes. <laughs> pleasant. Yes. Let's keep. Are we keeping with the pleasant here, Chris? Um, uh, what do we got next? I I guess. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, next up is a band that I'm not really that big of a fan of. I mean, they're 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 okay, and I like some songs, but it's heart with even it up. I mean, I like heart, but yeah. I'm not like a huge fan of heart. I'm kind of the same way, and this is definitely the best song from Baby Lestrange, yeah. and. I mean, at least in my opinion, because uh, I'm not as familiar with this album as I would be, you know, with something like Little Queen, which is a classic. Yeah. Uh, but this has, I think, the reason probably why I like the song so much, even it up, is because it sounds like I could have been on that record. So. Right. Uh, yeah. Not much else to say. This this gets played pretty often still on radio. It's not it? it's not not like Barracuda or Magic Man, yeah. but it shows up occasionally it's one of those yeah. occasionally kind of things I guess I don't listen to the radio enough anymore or yeah. ever anymore. you're probably more likely to hear it on Sirius yeah. so and, yeah. and you should be but uh, there you go from Baby Lestrange this is Even It Up by Heart
there you go. Heart with Even It Up. I think they're coming to town at one of the casinos we like to go to in a few months, so I might be able to go see them. I've never seen Heart, and I even did that thing where I checked out, you know, Setlist FM on them. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I was just curious because I have enough of an affinity for some of their big uh, 80s comeback songs, that mid-80s stuff where yeah. they started using Ron Nevison. And I was like, do they still play those live? Right. And I was like, yeah, they actually do. Because mm-hmm. I had a feeling that they were just disowning those things as a whole. But I think they were so huge, you just can't really dismiss yeah. them entirely. But yeah. So hearing a mix of their 70s and 80s stuff would be interesting. So that's yeah. another reason why I may have to go to it. But That's cool. That all being said, hope you enjoyed that out there. And, uh, yeah, I haven't played Heart too much on the show, so... There you go. a little Heart. Another reason why I did this. Yeah. What we got next, Chris? Uh, coming up in number 66. We're just going through them right now. It is Warren Zevon with interlude number one. Yeah, play it all night long. Yeah, yeah Slash, play it all night long. Yeah. And I like it. It, it, it I, I really did like it a lot, and as I was listening to it... It kind of it kept throwing like kind of new things out as I was listening to it because I wasn't familiar with the song really. Yeah, I, I might have heard it before, but when I was when you gave me these songs to 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 rank, I was this one kind of it did kind of stand out to me, but yeah. it I couldn't really put it over a lot of other stuff that it, comes along. It, and it's I like the song. It's not in my top ten Warren songs, yeah. but Warren is in my top five songwriters yeah. of all time. Yeah, he's. he's he was he was a genius, he and that's why when I when I looked into the the the, um, the track listing, it's like Warren Zevon. I was like, oh, well, I thought he might be higher, but I got to put him where I got to put him. There's nothing wrong with that man. Yeah. Like I said, there's he's got there's other songs of his that would be in anybody's top five or ten. You know, right. like a Boo Boo Man Senior, Rolling the Headless Thompson Gunner. But yeah, yeah, this song's good. It's just it's just not one of his all time all time best. Right. So it's. it's not a problem with that ranking at all. So <laughs> thank you. Well, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, the late great Warren Zevon interlude number one slash play it all night long. Dr. 
to country living Sweat, piss, jizz and blood Sweet home Alabama Play that dead band song Turn those speakers up full blast Play it all night long From his album from 1980 that featured uh, contributions by pretty much all of the Eagles and Jackson Brown and Linda mm-hmm. Ronstadt, people he knew when he broke in initially anyway, mm-hmm. uh, but that was Warren Zevon with Interlude Number 1, Play It All Night Long, sorry, Slash Play It All Night Long, Thanks. as I like to say, from his 1980 output, Bad Luck Streak and Dancing School. Yeah. It's easy yeah. for me to say. Yeah, there's a lot of words on that record. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> very verbose yes. and we we love him for it uh, lawyers guns and money would have been like in the top five right. <laughs> if it had come out in 1980 yeah. that's just all there is to it all right yeah. uh next up 65 is another band that probably would have ranked higher with a different a different song but it is judas priest with the rage ah yes and i i did that thing that i kind of do on Rock Strikes 10 anyway. This is off of an album that is a perennial like five-star metal classic British Steel. So I, I kind of did this to see where it would rank. Yeah. But this is from an album that includes Breaking the Law and yeah. Living After Midnight. Right. And, you know, just like, just this is a massively huge record. Yeah. British and see, Steel. that's good because if you would put one of those on there, I would have felt compelled compelled right? to put it really high along with other songs that i felt compelled to put really high because i recognize them and i like them a lot yeah which there's some of those on there when we get to the last but i have reasons for why i put them where i did so yeah. and i always remembered i i the first judas priest cd i ever owned and i will admit this because i was a kid i was just getting into them like really well they were always on my radar but i got the metal works uh, CD, the double CD best of for Christmas, 1991. They had mm. just put it out, and they had just, and Rob had just like left the band, or he was just about to leave the band. So I never had anything. And yeah. my cousin Dave, I was out shopping with him on Christmas Eve, buying gifts for our whole families. Mm-hmm. And I got to go, I was the only person that got to go along with him. So he was just like, What do you want, Joey? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you're, you know, 13 or 14, like, Yeah, I'll, I'll take this. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, always kind of wanted but i i wouldn't buy it with my own money because right. it's expensive yeah. <laughs> you know two cds yeah which was like 25 dollars at music land then you yeah. know or something but uh yeah so it had the rage on there and i still remember there's a song by song commentary in the booklet because i read mm. these booklets like a billion times mm. and ian hill the uh uh the long time 
bass player of Judas Priest who's always in the background doing the same sway the whole yeah. show and I love him for it he's like that's like the only bass intro the guys ever gave me <laughs> other than Love Bites this is it <laughs> so I always think of Ian Hill when I hear this because he gets a really cool little yeah, intro yeah and right? that was one of the things actually I have notes in front of me and that's one of the things I wrote is that I really like the lead in like that's the best part of the song to me is like how it it gets it starts off like there's just a couple things and it builds and builds and builds so the song it takes like 45 seconds to get to the actual song yeah I really like the build yeah, on there and it builds up to that great classic Rob Halford high note at the yeah. end when I always remember the last line like a tiger in a cage we begin to shake with rage and he just <laughs> nails it yeah that's good so that's yeah good. so we're gonna enjoy it right now this is Judas Priest with The Rage <laughs>
band I recently saw in concert that always delivers the goods, pardon the pun, that was Judas Priest with The Rage. And uh, the, I gotta say, there's a lot of these classic album documentaries out on DVD and stuff like that, and even mm. some on Blu-ray now, actually. Mm. But uh, one of the better ones, honestly, is the British Steel one. So you should go check that out as a documentary. They recorded the whole thing at John Lennon and Yoko's house oh, really? in England. Yeah. And there was a studio set up in there, and uh, that's they they had rented it out at the time, and that's where they did it. You get to learn interesting things like the uh, marching robots and metal gods at the end, where it's like, <laughs> yeah. that's them banging John Lennon's silverware on the kitchen table. <laughs> that's awesome. Like just great theater of the mind. Yeah, right? so, yeah, that's cool. There you go. Go check out the British Steel documentary. And there's a great 30th anniversary of British Steel where they play the whole album live, top to bottom. Nice. And I still regret not going to that tour. But I've seen them quite a bit, but I I should have been seeing them every time. It drives me nuts when I miss those things. But let's move on here. Chris, what have we got? I'm I'm guessing it's completely different than Judas Priest, Um, right? It's not as different as some of the other gear changes we've done so far but mm-hmm. it is a little different it's the damned with wait for the blackout Ooh, another great great british band yeah love me some damned but at the same time this is not their best album right uh 1980 is uh, the one they put out the previous year machine gun etiquette mm-hmm. that I, I guarantee that would have been in your top five or ten yeah. had, had we been doing a 1979 list but right. that that one's gonna be for me to decide i guess yeah because that's my year but you do 79 from 79 I'm, yeah, I, I can't. Gonna break the ten format no, if you do that. I, I could. I could never do it. I'll, I'll figure something yeah. out. You know, but uh, yeah. Maybe you'll have a tie in there somewhere. So like, there's two number ones uh, or something. Yeah, yeah. It'll have to be. I think I, I just spoiled the surprise of the yeah, countdown. Uh, there, so. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, from the Black Album. How many of those are there right. out there? <laughs> but uh, you have. Is it Wait for the Blackout? Is what yeah. you said? Yeah. 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 Do you have any notes about that? Um, not really. I mean, because like when I was doing the rankings I would go CD by CD as you had given them to me and I would get my piece of paper and I'd write down the first song in the middle of the piece of paper so that I have space above and below to write the other ones but I put this one actually pretty high on my paper because I thought it was going to be pretty high but then all the other stuff came and it just kind of bunched up above it so I actually do like this song a lot it's just other stuff is a lot yeah other stuff is a lot stronger yeah All right. well here you go if this is your first time, let me know. Uh, a band you should definitely check out. Pretty much all their records, they don't really have a stinker. They just have some that are better than others. Yeah. So this from Machine Gun Etiquette, bit of a letdown, but still a good one, in my opinion, for the Black Album. The Damned with Wait for the Blackout. <laughs> Let us 
I might even be able to do a whole episode of songs from albums called The Black Album at this right. point. Probably, yeah. But until then, that was Wait for the Blackout by The Damned. Does it always make you think of The Young Ones as well? Yeah, like just The yeah. Damned in general. But yeah. yeah. I, I was talking off air during the while the song was playing there with Chris. If I recommend Damned Records, uh, what we say, it's like the Star Trek movies. Yeah, like the Star Trek movies. It starts. It's like there's bad, and then two's good, really good, and three's not so good. Four's really good. And okay. So yeah, it's bad, good, bad, good. Yeah. So uh, in reverse mode, start do the odd number albums for the Damned. Yeah. So Damn, Damn, Damned, Machine Gun Etiquette, and Strawberries. Go get those right away, yeah. and then just kind of fill in the blanks afterwards. Yeah. That's what I recommend. So Black Album, nothing wrong with it. It's just not. It's not in their top three records. That's right. just how it is. So, Chris, we got three more songs to do. Three more. What have we, just flying by. But what have we got here? At number sixty-three, this one kind of falls into the same boat as the Kenny Loggins song, where the song is super recognizable and I like it. It's just not really my thing so much. Okay. This is Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band with her strut. Ah, yes, and. This is interesting. You know, I, I didn't even think about this until you you just you just said the name of the song. Mm-hmm. The last time I played this on the show, because I have played it before, yeah. was the episode you were on, the Grand Theft Auto music. Oh, all right, yeah. So it, was, it had just came up uh, on, I think it was GTA 4. Yeah. And I've always had a thing for this song. Uh, actually, it was for my 
initial pro wrestling fandom. This was this was mm. Doom's original theme song. Was it? In 1989. Yeah, NWA was weird, man. Like, they would just find stuff like that. Yeah. You know, just kind of out of nowhere. But right. it was mainly just because Woman was their first manager. So oh, okay. the song is actually more so about Woman. That makes sense. Than it is about Doom. But this yeah. is when Doom was in the masks, and gotcha. they were kind of a joke. Yeah. But uh, I would never say that to their face, but uh, <laughs> yeah, um, you could probably outrun them. Song I like a lot, and it make and now uh, I equally associate with just riding on a motorcycle. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it was Lost and Found actually from the Is episode. That what it was, it was from? from episodes. Yeah, yeah, now that I think about it, I think it's in the the motorcycle gang episode. Yeah, but there you go. This is Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. Like he said, her strut. She's a 
a song that I, I'm assuming at the time and maybe even nowadays, because I wouldn't know, but the song that's probably big with strippers. I, I, yeah, at some point I would assume so. I don't, maybe not now, but <laughs> yeah, maybe, I don't know. but don't perhaps know. then, because yeah. uh, this is off of uh, one of his bigger albums, 1980s Against the Wind. Yeah, uh, and everybody knows Against the Wind, of course. But yeah. uh, there goes Bob Seger with her strut, mm-hmm. one of the heavier songs he's ever done too. Yeah. Maybe so. some of your listeners can chime in and let us know if they've seen him at a, or heard it at a strip club. Yeah, there you go. There you. Um, all right. <laughs> From the strip clubs to number... 62. 62. 62. Two away. Um, and this is Steal Away, the Night, ah. by Ozzy Osbourne. Ah, yes. And this is, once again, just like what we talked about a few songs ago with British Steel by yeah. Judas Priest. This is off of a five-star classic. I mean, mm-hmm. the Blizzard of Oz album, Ozzy's first solo album. Yeah. You've got I Don't Know, Crazy Train, Suicide Solution, Mr. Crowley, and this is the last song on the album. Yeah. And it, actually, uh, that's another reason. I, I was like, kind of one of the deeper cuts, obviously, on the record. Yeah. So I was just curious yeah, as it, to where it lies. Yeah, it's good, because I wasn't really as familiar with this song. Because I don't own the record, and I've I've listened to the whole thing before, yeah. so I've heard the song before, but it's not one that I hear a lot, and it's it's I like it. It's just not really yeah. great. And I think, me. yeah. And I'll tell you what I think about it after you listen to it. So here you go from 1980s Blizzard of Oz and the Blizzard of Oz band, "Steal Away the Night" by Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs>
right, there you go. Steal away, and then parentheses the night. Thank you, Chris. No problem. That was Ozzy Osbourne, of course, with the late great Randy Rhodes on lead guitar there, just killing it. And it's another one of those things, like, as much as I love the Blizzard of Oz album, mm-hmm. I pretty much will replace every one of the songs on here with the versions on the live tribute to Randy Rhodes. I yeah. think this song especially is so much better on the live album, really? too. So I think uh, that's where I recommend checking it out, but I, cool. you, you can't deny Blizzard of Oz at the same time, and it's at the tail end of a very strong album. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I can't say I know how you are, Chris, and I, I do agree. The chorus is a little redundant, and I'm sure exactly. that actually had something to do with it. Exactly. That's that's that was a lot of my reasoning. So yeah, you do know how I think. Yes. So. All right. Because Mr. Crowley is a better song, right? Because it's got more layers. It's just a better song. I yeah. mean, the storytelling is better. It's not redundant at all, and the solo sections are amazing. Right. If I had to put that on there, I'm sure it'd be much higher. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. you said it for me. <laughs> you said it all, <laughs> just like Ozzy said. <laughs> All right, thanks. Uh, I, I try. I try to just take over the conversation and dominate completely. <laughs> well, it's your show, so yeah. that's cool. <laughs> no show without you, Chris, and that's that's a fact. Yeah. All right, last song of the night, sixty-one. The song that I actually moved this around a bit on my list, up and down a little bit. Okay, um, but it is Black Blade by the Blue Oyster Cult. Ooh, yeah. I really I like it a lot. Like I wasn't really feel I. Pretty after I started listening to it, I remembered hearing it before, but hearing it again, kind of refreshing it in my mem- in my mind. Yeah, like it's really good. And as it goes, because it kind of changes, like there's like different breakdowns and things, and it changes it, its uh its flow like through the song, which I really like. Yeah, a very very underrated band, Blueish Cult. I, I I feel like that's one of those things. Like I say this about Queen, even. Yeah. Like, I feel like, obviously, Queen gets more of a variety of songs played on the radio, yeah. but I still feel at the same time, like, listening to the records, it's a completely different experience. And most people only know, what, Don't Fear the Reaper, Godzilla, yeah. and Burning For You? Yeah. That's gotta be, that's pretty much it on the surface, yeah. as far as Blue Oyster Cult goes for most of America, or any any place, actually. Uh, Black Blade is one of those great songs that you never hear on the radio, but right. you, but you should. Yeah, I can, so. and I can I understand why. I mean, it's not really a radio friendly song, I don't think. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, even even if you just go do yourself a favor and pick up like a good best of a Blue Oyster Cult, like uh, the one called "Don't Fear the Reaper," or uh, "Work Scope of the Telescopics" or something, the the double mm-hmm. disc. I think that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. But uh, go pick up something like that. Get a good one hundred and one. And you'll get a song like this, and you'll be like, ah, yeah, there you go. So yeah. that's what, that's a, that's why I think it's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. that's the way yeah. it's going to go you down. Know. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, closing out the show here. Good stuff. Blue Oyster Cult and Black Blade.
fight against the law. That wizardry is my trade, and I was born to wait too poor. I just wanna be a lover, not a red-eyed screaming ghoul. I wish it picked another to be its killing too. Cosmic champion and a whole mystic sign in the whole
right, closing off the show here tonight on part two of the 80 of 80. That was Blue Oyster Cult with Black Blade from, as a kickoff song, from Cultosaurus Erectus. Wow, that's a, that's a title. Yeah, speaking of uh, a band that will show up later on the countdown, I'm assuming because you haven't mentioned them yet, mm-hmm. but when Black Sabbath put out their Heaven and Hell record, they toured on a co-headlining with Blue Oyster Cult on the Black and Blue tour. Yeah. There's some good marketing for you there. Yeah. I think it's a good audience to cross over with. Yeah, there, so that'd be, yeah, yeah. I would have definitely gone to see that definitely. if I, you know, was uh, of age in 1980. But right. sadly, I was one year old, if that. Yeah. Actually, I wasn't even one until, yeah. uh, God. Oh yeah, no, no, I was. You were. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> for so, most of that year. So I was one year old. Yeah. So probably not going to happen. No. <laughs> Sad. I missed a lot of good stuff. <laughs> I've seen a lot of good stuff at the same time. But yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's for a future episode, perhaps on part three, so tune in to the next Maybe. episode. Chris, have you had fun so far on the first two parts? It's good. I like it. Right. Uh, how how are my rankings so far matching up to your expectations? I, I, I am constantly surprised as it goes on, because we've right. heard some amazing bands yeah. over these first two parts, in my opinion. You know, like we talked about some of these. We've already heard The Damned and Priest and Ozzy yeah. and Stiv Baders and... And ELO, and I'm like, wow, what, what else is going to be on this list? Like, I'm forgetting now. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> so, I am just as curious as uh, you yeah. out there. And I even know pretty much what I put on there, but now yeah. I'm just forgetting in the moment. Right. So, we're just going to have to stay tuned for parts three through eight. These are going to be coming uh, not so much every week. I'm going to try maybe put them out maybe a couple times a week. I mean, I can milk this for two months if I want, but sure. I feel like the anticipation is so big that i got to get them out there. <laughs> is so. it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, by the time the last one drops, Chris, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be uh, out there be, in, in yeah, Tokyo, on the outside of the world. Yeah. So, which is why we're doing this, this yeah. a big going away party for Chris here. So, uh, if you want to follow Chris, once again, what's your Twitter, Chris? At highspot underscore four three seven. Yes. Follow Chris's adventures in the land of the rising sun. Yes. Uh, and all other things. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> and for for me over here, rockstrikes10.cnjradio.com, the links to the Twitter and the Facebook, and all that good stuff. PM me on the Facebook. Leave comments under the uh, you know the show thing on Facebook. The show thing. Yeah. Feel free to suggest future themes and tell me what you liked and what you didn't like on this uh, or these particular episodes. Sure. I always forget to say that, but I, I like hearing the, that kind of feedback. Yeah. Tell us what you thought about my rankings, and I'll tell you why I'm right. Yes. Subject line, you're wrong. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I ripped that off from Butler. But, uh, yes, an extra special thanks to Pete and the guys from Spacebeard for the awesome outro song each and every time. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. Part 3 of the 80 from 80 is still to come. So until then, have fun. Bye. <laughs>